Hey, this is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. This is number 145 on April 25th, 2019. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hoobazoo Network. You can find out more on hoobazoo.com. And this podcast is a little different. First, I'm outside for the majority of it. I am talking to people outside. And second is the personal effect it had on me. Let me explain. I was flowing through the online newspaper, abington.wickedlocal.com, and saw this thing about this artist from New York. His name is Scott Labido, presenting this veteran suicide exhibit at Weymouth, Massachusetts Town Hall. And I reached out to Mr. Labido, introduced myself, and said, hey, can I come talk to you? He's like, sure. And I didn't get a chance to talk to him the first night he was there, but I did the second night and got to talk to some other people as well. I'm going to take you through the different conversations and what happened and how I felt. And I encourage you to go to scottlobito.com and check out his work and support what he is doing, especially if he's coming through your town. And understand that veteran suicide is still a very real problem. Oscar Mike Radio is sponsored by Joyce Asak of Remax Synergy. Hi, this is Joyce Asak with Remax Synergy. I am a real estate agent that services the South Shore. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram by following Joyce Asak at Asak Real Estate or my website, asakrealestate.com. You can also reach me directly at 508-942-7146. For any buyers or sellers that I'll be working with in 2019, a donation will be made in their name to 22Kill. I first talked to Anthony. Anthony was on a Harley-Davidson Sportster. It was red. And while Anthony had not served in the armed forces, he had a brother who did who committed suicide. And Anthony spoke at length with me about what that did to him and what this exhibit meant to him to be a part of it that night. I just want to say thank you, Anthony, for agreeing to talk to me. Talking to Anthony, who rode his motorcycle on a rainy, nasty night to check this out. Anthony, what are you hoping to see tonight? Uh, I hope to I hope to catch a lot of people's attention and you know get their awareness up because I feel like a lot of people don't realize how many veterans we lose a day to to suicide that and it just gets overlooked and honestly I don't think that the VA really pushes it as much as they should and I think they need to I, this is a really good thing that it brings people out it gets people together it it brings other vets together there's a lot of vets I see out there that don't don't go out they don't express themselves they don't. They don't interact with, with other veterans and, and get the, the help they need when they need it. They think that they're not hurting anyone. They want to take themselves out of their misery. I, I have a brother I lost six years ago now, in 2013. Best friend found him hanging in a closet. And it really broke my heart because... Now, now did, did he serve or...? Yes, he, uh, right after he came back from Fallujah. So I have, I have him and then I have another brother that I have who was best friends with him was a Purple Heart in Afghanistan. Who was, so this means something personally to you? It does. It means a lot to me. And I, it's great to see, like I see there's a couple young people out here, but I don't think a lot of the younger generation gets it. I think they're trying to, and it was encouraging seeing them out here last night, but seeing you here, and you said you didn't serve, right? No, sir. But you had family that, you know, I did. have I have a lot of family that did. I wasn't allowed to serve. I had cancer at 14, so gotcha. I applied for every branch. I just couldn't get in. But still, this effect this uh, this affected you, and it's nice to see this here tonight. Had, did you come last night? I did not. I didn't know they were starting it. I, I actually caught it on Facebook, and I made a point to come out 
because I, if I had known they were doing it, I'll be here every night if they're here every night. So for me, last night, I'm very interested to see what you think when they light it up, and it was very surreal. So I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you very much. I talked to Jacqueline Russo next, and there's this idea, there's this notional that veterans, military types, military service members just simply need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, put on their Alice pack and their ruck and just get on with it, toughen up. And when you listen to a mother talking about what happened to her son and the challenges she faced, especially with her youngest son, her baby serving, this is not something that just comes and goes. Can't take a pill for this. I'd like you to listen to what she has to say, and then you tell me if this shouldn't be a topic that should be taken seriously. And I'm so honored and humbled to be standing with Jacqueline Russo, whose son served in Iraq in the Army, and he's no longer with us. And I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating the fact that she's here wanting to talk about this. Jacqueline, thank you so much. Thank you. So what does this night mean to you to see this and the people out here? It means an honor to all the veterans who are struggling and can't find their own way, that we're remembering them. You know, we talked before, we, we, we got on here, and this is personal to you, isn't it? Very personal. I lost my son, it'll be three years in July. Looking back, is there anything that could have been done differently? The VA should have listened to me as his mom and as his caregiver, and when I told him he needed help, they should have done what I asked. And what were you asking the VA to do? I was asking the VA to give my son a mental health section because he, need, he I was trying to get him back out to Northampton, Mass, the dual diagnosis program. And, and it's just strange because this is not the first time I've been told this. Did the VA just not respond quickly enough or was it just a lack of care? It was their lack of motivation. They didn't think he needed a mental health section. They had denied me one back in June three different times. So we're here tonight at the ceremony for this uh, 22 you know, veterans exhibit by Scott Lobito. And did you talk to Mr. Lobito at all about yes, this? Yes, I did. What was that like? It was an honor meeting someone with such a passion to help out and make this recognizable so that hopefully the number isn't increasing any more than it has. There's a, there's a lot of talk about the number. I've been told it's too high. I've been told it's too low. And I really think that we shouldn't really care what the number is. The fact that it's, it's happening. If we lose one, it's one too many. Well, I served in the Marine Corps, as, I, as you know. And, and, you know, hearing your story made this all real to me because, you know, I haven't experienced this myself, but I have buried a couple of guys who have made the same kind of thing they they felt hopeless and, and you know i don't know what happened exactly around your son's situation but to live with that must i, I don't know i don't know what that's like I, I miss my son every day and i fight with the va every day so um, what, why are you still fighting with the va i it took me two and a half years to get my son's bronze foot marker what two and a half years yeah because um, it was a question of they couldn't find his paperwork because he was a specialist in the Army. Then they couldn't find the paperwork for his combat action badge, and I said, forget all of it. I just want the marker. I know what rank he was. I know what medals he had. And again, a year later, I'm waiting for all his paperwork and his medals. 
and I still haven't gotten them. I'm having a hard time listing this because I keep being told the VA is trying to be more responsive where you just come to us and get help, but that's your son's service. I know. I, I can honestly say that I had a great go-to person at the Jamaica Plain VA. She was wonderful for my son. Got along well with her. They had a good rapport, and she helped navigate for me. She landed in my lap. Without her, I would have been lost because she was my go-to. I was on the phone with her every day. Do you think a lot of other mothers and fathers are lost? Yes. Yes, I've experienced it with friends of my sons who are veterans and struggling. I know it's very... I, I'm sorry. I'm feeling very emotional right now. I don't know why. I, it, hearing him talk, especially, you know, Sean the Marine who got out there and talked about this, is just... It's very real to me right now, and I cannot imagine what it's like for you, but certainly I would like to talk to you further if you wouldn't mind and really kind of, you know, we're not outside standing like this. But <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> in the rain, yeah, but, but I felt it important to be here and kind of get the story because a lot of people think this is not a big issue anymore, and it obviously is. It's a tragic issue right now. Um, I, I'm on Facebook, and I had... I post about um, the veterans committing suicide in the VA parking lots. Yeah. And I had a friend request from someone that I thought was my son's friend. He was a stranger, and he was in the VA parking lot in Brockton, had gotten some bad news, and he was ready to commit suicide. I spent an hour on the phone with them, trying to help him. And he had a wife and kids. Oh. Well, Jacqueline, um, I will never... As a father myself, I can't imagine what you're going through, and I'm sure, like you said, it's it's day by day. And I just want to thank you for coming out tonight and, and talking with me. This this makes it real for me and why, you know, for my little slice of what I'm trying to do to make it real. Thank you so much. Thank you. Last and not least, I, I really want to say thank you to uh, Mr. Lobato for taking the time to talk to me. He didn't have to, but he was gracious and took some time out of his schedule uh, around the exhibit to explain to me where he came from and how and why he did this and what's he, what he expects people to see. And getting that context allowed me to draw more out of the exhibit and what it meant. And again, if you're interested in this go to scottlobito.com and check out where he's taking the exhibit on tour and if you can take your children take your friends go there and spend some time and talk to some people who have lost a lot because of veteran suicide i'm down at uh, weymouth town hall with patriot artist and talented person, talented man, uh, Scott Lobito, at his traveling exhibit for Veterans Suicide Awareness. And he has graciously agreed to talk to me about his work. Scott, thank you so much. Thank you. It seems like that this has become not just a thing you do, but a way of life. How did you get into creating this kind of art? Every artist's dream is to find their calling. And uh, sometimes it takes forever. Yeah. And sometimes it never comes. But I was lucky. It was back in the 90s. I went to find myself in the big city, New York, art world. You know, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And it's uh, very known for its art communities. And uh, uh, I was an artist my whole life. So I went to find myself in the 90s. And 
you know, patriotism takes uh, takes a dive every so many generations. You know, back in the 60s with Vietnam, and it happened again. I saw it in the 90s again, and so while I'm searching for my creative calling in the big city art world, I saw so much disdain and hatred towards the American flag, and and our, and our military, and I was so, so taken aback by that, right. because the artists have more rights than anybody. So I would just assume that artists would be the most patriotic, because we test the boundaries more than anyone else of that True. First Amendment. You know, you're a journalist, same, same business, art, art. It's, it's art, you get to express yourself. And I could not believe what I was seeing. There was one gallery had an American flag on the floor. And you had to wipe your feet on it to walk in the gallery. Get out. And I'm like, I come from Staten Island, which is New York City, but it's working people. Cops, firemen, construction workers, carpenters. My father was a garbage man. And that flag was always in grandma's yard where we played because grandpa was in the big world, World War II. So I, at that moment, I found my calling. I'm bringing that flag back to life and showing what's good about it through art, the only thing I know. I'm gonna paint it giant on the sides of buildings, on cars, and I don't care what it takes. And it was like pulling teeth to let people, you know, I said it was, it was a low time for patriotism. And I said, I don't care. And I struggled and the art critics destroyed me and it ripped me apart. And I don't, and I, and I, and I love it. And I loved it. And I love it now. The art world still hates me. They still hate you. Yes, they know me, but they hate me because I didn't succumb to the isms of their agenda, which was not everyone, not all of them. I got a lot of artist friends who were patriotic and stuff, but it was the, the club, the, that open-minded, tolerant, preaching club. You're kind of almost like your own club though. I have no club. As Groucho Marx said it best, never join a club that would have you as a member. <laughs> Think about it. Because okay. if, somebody gets, if somebody wants me in their club, I'm nuts. Then the club is going to be bad. Blah, whatever. But anyway, so, and that's it. And then I started getting into this patriotism just started to blow up in me and it punched me in the face. And I said, this is my calling. And then I realized why that flag. I, I learned about that flag. And those red stripes... That's the blood That's right. of those who sacrificed for who? For me! For me! To be a crazy son of a gun. To be the craziest son of a gun that I am. These guys sacrificed, and girls. And now I find out, four years ago, about this number 22. What did that do to you when you found that out? I, it took me a while to register it. I'm very visual. And all I need to hear something and I can visualize it. It's the blessing and the curse of an artist. Okay. The blessing to see things, but the curse to see things that you don't want to see. Okay. You know, you don't want to know about. So I find out and I said, no, I got to do something. You know, I travel the country. I've been through 350 state tours, painting flags on veterans posts, preaching the gospel of patriotism and also celebrating the men and women in these little rickety buildings, this VFW that no one's, people drive by and it's just a little gray building. And I put this big flag on it to bring awareness to the heroes that are in there, the humble heroes. So 
I said, eventually I have to do something about this suicide thing. And I created this installation. I know it's radio, so it's hard to explain. But hopefully you send them to the site to see the, the visuals. I will, I will. Um, and uh, drummed up my own money and raised some money to go fund me or whatever to get this thing rolling. And, and here I am in uh, this awesome patriotic town, the only town in America that has five Medal of Honor That's right, recipients. only this Weymouth is the only town that can yeah. say that. Yeah. So well, when I found out that I might be coming here, and then it all worked out with Sean Carnell and George Raymond, these guys threw this together like there was nobody's business. And here I am. And it's last night was just a spectacular emotional moment for everyone, but for me especially because... Really? How many people came out? And the scouts with the flags. The scouts, Secretary Urena came out and spoke very warmly about about this. And it was just a really surreal moment for me having served to to see the people come out. And then the representation, I can't really talk about it on the radio to, to make it live, but it it came home to me that each person out there was happened today. Today. Right. Right. Today we lost twenty two. Tomorrow. But you're an American patriotic artist. I love it. Folks, his Suburban, his, his big rig is a huge American flag. And, and these, your style kind of really draws you into the flag and, and certain parts of being an American, like the Statue of Liberty. Did the growing up in New York kind of give you that identity to do that? Or, or where did that come from? Well, the Statue of Liberty is my neighbor. You know, yeah. She's the beautiful lady in the harbor, and I've seen her my whole life. You know, uh, <clears throat> A lot of people just see her every day and they just become numb to it but I, I when I'm on that ferry boat and I look at her and I cry you know just she's just beautiful and she's just liberty you know liberty you know and and, and you know am I over patriotic I don't care but I try to educate other civilians yes suck up the milk and honey I do every day but don't ever forget who gave that to you don't ever forget it's the men and women of the armed forces. It's like it's cool to be. I, was, I thought this is cool. I'm American. This is this is a really great experience last night. So I know you have the lighting ceremony coming up here in a couple minutes, and I'm going to stay for that and watch that. But again, it really had an impact on me, and I shared some of the video I took last night with my my Facebook followers and friends, and, and everybody said the same thing. It was really a minimalist but very impactful visual site so I encourage people to come check it out and your website scottlobito.com correct? Yes scottlobito.com Oh Lobito Lobito is the original pronunciation from back in Italy but when it became here it Americanized it to Scott Lobato Gotcha gotcha Well Mr. Lobato thank you so much sir Thank you I want to shout out and talk about Connor Sullivan I met Connor Sullivan at Jonathan Gosselin's business veteran owned veteran operated during a live cast Connor is an Air Force veteran, young guy, young man, and got a new lease on life with a heart transplant 19 months later last weekend, the weekend before last actually, Connor runs the Boston Marathon. Didn't fall down, didn't quit, got through it in a pretty fair time. And it was interesting getting his thoughts after all this. Still at the event, and I had the good fortune to run into Connor Sullivan, Air Force veteran, who 19 months ago got a new heart, and just this last weekend did the Boston Marathon. He's here at this expedition about veteran suicide. Connor, thank you for talking to me. Thank you. 
So what's tonight been like for you checking this out? Uh, I mean, it's awesome. I didn't like uh, everybody's talking about around here that um, nobody really knew about it until a couple days ago. I think I uh, found out about it from Renee and um, then decided to come by. I was here for what, two, three days? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's awesome that it's for, I went to high school in Weymouth. So then I joined the military, did that and then come back and now I'm very involved with with this type of stuff so it's awesome seeing it in Weymouth of all places you know why not Boston why not any other town I, I love it and, and you know one of uh, Scott's things was there's been five Medal of Honor recipients from Weymouth yeah so it really meant a lot to him to have it here but just for me it was very surreal and I kind of wanted to see what you thought of it as you're walking by it and through it yeah yeah I mean it, yeah, it's, it's definitely moving with the with the boots and the candles and all the silhouettes. Um, I wish Scott was here because I don't know if he has any more insight on little details that he made about it that mean certain things to himself. Well, well it's good seeing you. Um, you know, we were talking about you coming on the podcast and talking about your your journey from the Air Force to uh, a heart transplant. Yes. And, you know, folks, you know, we're, I'm watching him run the marathon, you know, uh, on social media. And he's crushing it. Like you were just, what was with the hat? You had a, this uh, umbrella hat on. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so the forecast for about three weeks leading up to the marathon, because I was, I was watching the weather for three weeks out just like everybody else, as if that could actually be a normal forecast. And um, there was rain. It was They were calling for rain for two to three weeks out, and they called for rain and wind. Temperatures were low at first. It was going to be 35 and raining. It was going to be 40 and raining, and then... Um, up till the night before, they said it was going to rain, so I brought the umbrella hat for the rain. And then um, there was thunder and lightning in the morning, and then the sun came out, and there was, was no beautiful. rain beautiful. until the end. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're a member of the Veterans Brotherhood MC, correct? Yes, sir. And, and they had to be proud of you for what you've been able to accomplish this last year. Oh, definitely, yeah. I had a, a couple guys out on the course. Seeing them about halfway through was awesome. Uh, um, crossing Route 128 is where I saw the brothers, and... Uh, is de definitely something I needed at that point because that was my uh, the toughest point of the race for me. Well, hey, man, uh, we talked before, and you're going to come on the podcast and tell me the whole story start to finish. Really appreciate taking the time to come by and talk to me tonight at this exhibit, and uh, you know, stay healthy, my friend. Yes, sir. All right. So, again, if you think uh, veteran suicide is a simple yes or no answer and we should throw money at it and you know troops are messed up, and there's things wrong, I'd say the answer is more complicated than that. Certainly, there are things that can be done so our service members can adjust easily back to civilian life. Certainly, there are socioeconomic reasons why some groups in society are more prone to suicide than not. But please, please do not think of this as veterans are broken Think of this as a problem that must be addressed. And if we put the same kind of attention to this issue that other issues get, we might save more lives. I'm Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio. Uh, I want to thank again all the people who took the time to talk to me on April 18th. I want to thank the town of Weymouth for supporting this. Thanks to Secretary Francisco Urena for coming out and supporting this and making sure that this got the kind of attention it should get. And the veterans organizations, the VFW, AMVETS, DAV, everybody who came out to support this event, 
And even though I'm not a member, the Veterans Brotherhood MCs, thank you so much for coming out and checking this out. It meant a lot to see you all there. And we should never forget. Again, I'm Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio. We're on the move.